Welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I will be your host for the show. I have today with us returning guest, Will Perry. Will Perry's been a guest on episodes 188, 202, 206, and now today's episode will be at 210. In prior episodes, we discussed how to test your TikTok and Facebook ad creative like an elite media buyer, how to run Facebook ads like TV, and most recently, how to use testing systems or how to use a testing system using variable ad isolation to rapidly scale your sales. Will, welcome back to the show. Great to be here with you again. I'm like definitely honored to be able to get so many uh, opportunities here to chat with you. Yeah, I was joking with the team saying that we should create a like a little pre-recorded jingle just for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure what that would be like. I, I feel like I have so many like music intros that I would want to use for that. And they, they would be wildly all over the place. Yeah. The, the one phrase you said in all the episodes that really, I mean, it was all gold, but that really stuck with me. And I find myself repeating to people when they tell me stuff now uh -huh. is watch. And now of all times, I'm like, going to mess up the phrase, but it was, it's easier to edit than to create. Was that, yeah. was that editing yeah. is easier than creating? Yeah. Ed yes. Editing is easier than creating. This is so true. Um, anybody who has not heard the prior episodes, how dare you, but <laughs> um, we're going to, we're going to spare the regular listeners, the whole origin story. <clears throat> and for anyone that is listening to just this episode though, uh, Will, you're the founder of reason agency. This is an agency you founded that helps seven and eight figure D2C brands scale with paid traffic. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss acquisition offers. Mm -hmm. To kick things off, though, keep it basic. Yeah. That's how our episodes have done really well. We start off basic and then we get really advanced. But yeah. um, to start off basic, in your own words, what is an acquisition offer and why is it so important? Yeah, an acquisition offer is really kind of like the difference of going to battle with uh i'm gonna try to be politically correct here so i don't like offend a bunch of people but it would be like going to battle with with a gun versus a knife for example like we want to have a fighting chance um we don't want a musket you know an old like revolutionary war musket uh to go to battle you know we want to be able to have you know and i I probably shouldn't even be using the gun analogy right now because it's a very hot button topic in our country, but it's something that people can wrap their heads around. So with an acquisition offer, it's really going to give the business the ability to generate just simply more profit from their digital marketing. And um, that's probably the really simple answer to it. And we can continue to peel back the layers of the onion. Can we, can we get like a product and use it as an example though, as we go through this? Cause I I've already heard some, yeah. some feedback from our past episodes and they, they really liked how we were going about examples. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, maybe where we can start is a little bit of a, a, a story, an unfortunate story, um, that can kind of lend into like why this is so important. Um, so yesterday I got a call from a client that we've been working with for a year and a half. And the client uh, called to tell me that they're getting ready to close the business. <clears throat> and um, I mean, nothing is more like really heart-wrenching than when someone, as an entrepreneur, now this is like the entrepreneurial side, right? Where they're like, I have to close my business. And you're just like, 
man, like, what did you do <laughs> to get to this position? And, um, you know, I'll spare like the, the company specifically, but, you know, they've had a lot of success on Amazon and D2C and eBay and, and some other things. Um, we effectively helped take them from almost zero to seven figures, like pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, they made a pretty, a pretty bad strategic decision at the end of 2021 going into 2022. Back in like December of last year, they had originally called us to tell us that they wanted to put things on pause. And we were like, what is even going on here? kind of skipping ahead, um, they made some strategic shifts and really like, really urged us that they wanted us to continue working with them. And the, the strategic flaw that they made was they decided to stop holding inventory. Um, they decided to get rid of their warehouse. They decided to stop ordering in bulk and they decided to switch to a drop shipping style model with no minimum order quantity and essentially like sell bottle by bottle. I'll kind of just put it that way. And the moment that I, that I found out that they were doing this, I was just like, this is going to be a disaster. There's no way that this company can continue to be profitable, um, let alone scale. And, you know, I was just like, you guys need to go back to the supplier ASAP and get it written into a contract that the more volume that we sell, the more that your, you know, your unit cost comes down. Just straight up, they never did it. And here we are sort of, you know, five, six months later. And um, it's ultimately the decision that led to their demise. And that's why this topic is so important today, because so many businesses have a flawed business model. And when they go and get their digital marketing going and their paid traffic and all these things, marketing exposes product or process. And this is why building acquisition offers that are ready for paid traffic is potentially one of the most important things that any business could ever do when they get started online or when they need to optimize for scale online. And what was their justification? Thank you for sharing that. What, yeah. what was their justification in this? Was it higher shipping costs, the logistics nightmare that everyone, even their competitors were probably dealing with? Yeah, a couple things. So they were seeing, you know, rising costs from their distributor slash supplier. Um, it was a perfect case of family owned business with non-traditional e-com background that got scared paying 10 figure and six figure bills, right? Like holding, you know, writing $50,000 checks and things like that at a time where they're just like, oh, this feels so risky. So they felt it being more risky to hold inventory, you know, 40, 50K, you know, at a time in inventory, for example, than it was to get rid of all of that and, and take on a higher unit cost. So the justification was that they had these expenses, you know, with the warehouse, they have pick and pack expenses, they've got, um, you know, minimum quantity, you know, that they have to meet thresholds and things like that. Um, and like the holding of the inventory and having, this is why our, our next chat is so important because capital 
is one of the biggest obstacles. And it, it depends on where our, our beliefs stem from as a child, right? Like what is our belief around money? How do we feel about money? And these guys were afraid of it. And um, that's really kind of the main core, you know, to that whole thing. They built a multi, you know, multi seven figure business, but in the end, they got fearful from the money in and the money out. And, and when you tie this to, to acquisition orders ready for paid traffic, the fact that they were no longer carrying inventory, yeah. um, how does this, what, what was one of the ways that this impact negatively impacted their, their, their offer? Yeah. I mean, the more that we sold, like they just lost money every time. So like, even though our ROAS was like 3.5, which in today's day and age is pretty freaking solid um, with the cost of advertising, like they just lost money at every unit that they sold. So can you, I'm sorry, can you, can you break down in just simple terms, uh, ROAS for anyone that doesn't, for sure. Yeah. So revenue divided by spend. So if I spend a dollar, I get, you know, three to $4 back. Like if you're investing in the stock market or Bitcoin, you can get better returns from digital advertising than you can blowing your money in the stock market and you can get it back faster. That's the one thing that still to this day, like doesn't make sense to me at all. Like you can get faster cash returns from an online business than you can in crypto and in the stock market the majority of the time. We're on a but roll. Anyway. You touched guns, you touch Bitcoins, you touch stock. <laughs> We're, we're going to tie yeah. this into religion somehow on this episode. Yeah. So help me God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, one of the impacts, if I'm understanding this right, is that since they were in a drop shipping like model, they yeah. were paying a lot more per unit, but they didn't yep. hold inventory and yep. their margins just evaporated. Same. Yeah. Their margins evaporated and you know, it quickly got to a point of like almost 50, 60% cost of goods before fulfillment, you know, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter, you know, what the marketing did, right? Like it, there's no way to outrun really expensive cost of goods. And, you know, they, it just like really put them really behind the eight ball. And um, that's why we look at, you know, we'll talk about three or four different types of paid, or I'm sorry, different types of acquisition offers that you can really like win with. And I'll go into details on that. But these guys just could never get to that point um, because they couldn't outrun just how expensive it was for them to get the product. This makes me think of like, I wish there was a podcast that the only, every single episode was just an e-commerce brand case study. Like just yeah. being <laughs> able to break it. Yeah. yeah. We'll add that on to the end. No. Yeah. The yeah, it just it, it just opens up so many other questions, which we could just probably wouldn't be good for this episode, but it's just you must have had meetings with them and this wasn't something that just happened from one day to the next. And you had to keep yeah, saying, no. Look, this is happening, this is happening. Yeah. Like the ship is sinking. And then it wasn't until that call yesterday that it, they believed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, it's tough, right? Cause like, you know, I never, you know, I never try to position myself as like, you know, this all seeing visionary that like knows what's exactly going to happen with your business that like, I have this crystal ball, but like when you've been doing this long enough, you, you know, when the writing is on the wall. Right. And so 
you know, we, be, we had been kind of telling that this was going to happen for probably like two months now. And so it was just like, you know, we were doing some other things to optimize and, but, you know, at the end of the day, like you just can't outrun the fact that your product is too expensive and the business model is flawed and marketing is going to expose that entire process. Well, what, what, what sort of products or let's, what sort of products work best for, uh, I'm assuming all products don't work the same when it comes to building um, yeah, to be honest, a really I'm good actually, offer. Yeah, I'm actually not that concerned with like, quote unquote, what types of products so much as that, how do you position them? And, um, you know, every industry is, can be thought as difficult, whether it's supplements, weight loss, home goods, um, you know, any, any category. Um, and, uh, but I think it's like, how can you get creative with how you sell your product in order to be able to spend more money than your competitor so that you can get more customers faster than them so that you can grow faster than them. And then when you apply the capital that we'll talk about in the next episode, you're just able to just speed it all up. So to kind of circle back to that, the best offers are really kind of three types. So I'll kind of, you know, touch on those three with regards to e-com. So first one is what we call the three option offer. So instead of just selling like one bottle of a supplement, now we're, I know that a lot of listeners are Amazon oriented. Um, so if you want to get off of Amazon and sell through Shopify, D2C, sell through funnels, et cetera, this is what I would do if I were in your shoes. I would come up with a three option offer so that I could get my average order value greater than 75 to $100. And this is what that would look like. This is very common in sort of like the supplement and health and wellness space, which is that one bottle, three bottles, six bottles. So if I can get on average that customer that is buying from me for the first time, if I can get them to buy three bottles of my product at a $70 price point versus selling them one bottle at a $25 price point, I have significant more room for margins for a gross margin, right? So if I'm a supplement seller, supplements, you know, uh, on average, I'm just going to make up some stats. Maybe it costs you 10% to produce that, that bottle, right? So two to $5. But if I'm selling $70 worth, it's only costing me 10 to 15 bucks minus ads. I've got a nice little 20 to $30 spread in net profit there by selling three bottles instead of one bottle. And then some people will buy the six bottles. So we call that the three option offer. It's simply a strategy to help you sell more product upfront that will help you cover the cost of your marketing, of your advertising, et cetera. The next one would be, now the one thing that I will sort of, sort of give as a disclaimer is it all comes down to expectations expectations and desires that you have as the key decision maker or the founder of your business. Some people are willing to lose money in order to grow and you may not be willing to, right? You might be trying to put money in your pocket every time you sell product. And that is a direct correlation that will sort of stunt that growth. And so the people who are willing to spend the most to acquire a customer always win. 
And so that'll sort of back us into this second offer, which is trials. So again, if we're thinking, um, you know, supplement brand, it's selling trials like $7 trials, free 30 day trials, uh, $9 trials, for example, that then goes into an auto renew that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth purchase that someone buys from you in the subscription or auto renewal is all profit except for the cost to produce that bottle of XYZ product that you sell. The big boys think from that perspective. They think from the six month value of the customer, which we call lifetime value, and they make decisions based on that customer buying from them six times. So they might be willing to spend $100 to get the trial. And you might be like, oh, it's expensive for me to pay 30 bucks to get the customer. And they're just playing a much different game than you are, which is why expectations are super important with that. I'm sure you've got questions. So I just want to add the third one real quick. Um, the last one is high AOV bundles, AOV meaning average order value. So I'm talking price points of $100 and greater, preferably $75 and greater. We'll get into some do's and don'ts. The reason for that is cost of advertising is expensive. Doesn't matter if you're selling on Amazon, if you're selling uh, D to C through your website and you're running YouTube ads, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, et cetera. Just do yourself a favor and come out with a high price point bundle that gives you a chance to at least break even or generate 10 to 20% in net profit after ads um, with high AOV bundles. So those would be the three that I would focus on if you are planning to scale up your paid traffic, optimize your paid traffic, or just start with paid traffic off of Amazon. Going back up to the first one, the, the, the three, yeah. you know, three option offer, one, three, six. So uh, person selling, I don't know, elderberry and yeah. you have a, a one bottle, three bottle, six bottle. Yep. The one bottle say was an Amazon seller. They decided to come off Amazon and they create this. You are saying to still show the $1 bottle as an offer yeah, or you're, you're just eliminated it. Like no one could buy one bottle. It's just three, six. You could do, you could do that. And we have done that where it's more of like a two, three, five, you know, offer where you don't even sell the one bottle. Um, or you could even go, you know, like uh, three, five, six, or, you know, something like that. Um, or three, five, seven rather is what I meant to say. But, but those, yeah, you would literally, you'd literally take that one bottle of elderberry that you're selling on Amazon for $19.99 to $29.99. And you would, you'd create a sales page that we call a closed loop funnel. So that way people can't go buy your product elsewhere and which really impacts your profitability. And you literally on this landing page, you have this amazing, you know, uh, landing page that overcomes all of the objections. It talks about the benefits, um, you know, gives the guarantees, all the good stuff. And at the very bottom, you know, when they are ready to buy, they can either buy one bottle, they can buy three bottles, or they can buy six bottles. For example, you know, if one bottle costs $29.99, I'm selling it at a, at a full price. If I'm selling three bottles, maybe I'm giving them 10% off. And if I'm selling six bottles, I may be giving them 15 to 25% off in order to incentivize them to buy more, which in 
uh, for you as the seller uh, is just going to be more profitable to sell them more. Because if you have low unit cost, you know, if those bottles only cost you five bucks and you sell six of them at, and they're usually $30 a piece, that's $180 sale that costs you 30 bucks of product cost plus ads, call it 50. So that you're in 80 bucks and you just made a hundred minus the discount, you know? So you might, you might make 70, 80 bucks on that sale net. Okay. I, I'm understanding that. What about, and I was trying to think of an example to give you, and I don't think I have a good one, but yeah. let's say you were selling a leather apron. Yeah. And let's say that it was, it's not this $5 print on demand apron, but let's call it a 45, $50 apron, which puts it in that zone of, Hey, you don't want to sell this low, right? Danger so, territory. yeah. And let's say that's the only product this brand has. Is there, how would you increase that? It doesn't have to be the apron. Like you might know a better example, but yeah. how, how would you increase that average order value? And have you ever sort of bundled it with a digital product? Yeah, great question. Um, kind of, you basically have two options there at that point. Either one, like I forbid you to advertise at all <laughs> um, and just don't even run it. Like you're probably not going to be profitable because on that $45 apron, let's say leather apron, maybe it's a high quality apron. You're like, oh, this is such a good product. You're in love with it. So you can't see past like the flaws in, in marketing this thing, right? So Let's even say that it cost us 10 bucks, you know, to, to get this leather apron. So we've got $35 left of spread. You know, we call it spread gross margin uh, that you need to cut into in order to market this thing. So if it, you know, if it costs you 20 bucks, which would be a great CPA, you're now in $30 and maybe you're going to make 15, you know, so like you're talking less than a 25% net margin here by advertising this product. So at this point, it's danger territory. Um, the second part to that is, yes, like if you, you're so hell bent on like marketing this thing and you're like, this is the greatest apron in the entire world and I have to get it out to the world. I would find other kitchen, like for example, leather goods to sell with it. I would this again, bad example, I would sell a leather, a leather mitt that matches the apron. Um, maybe if I'm marketing to like grill masters, you know, I would sell a high end sort of um, grilling kit with it. Like, you know, the, the tongs, like the spatula, the, um, you know, the, the meat fork, for example, and I would sell it as a high end grilling kit. And maybe I can get a $99 price point out of that. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about and referring to with creating a high AOV bundle. You've got much more of a chance of making money upon the first acquisition or the first sale by, by marketing that way versus just selling the apron itself. A, a few questions on that. Have you ever run yeah. across any, well, let's take a step to the other one. Do you have success or do you, does it hurt you in any way with the bundling being a digital product? No, not necessarily. I think like, let's use that same example where we're marketing to grill masters and we've created this grilling kit. Maybe that grilling kit comes with 50 recipes for how to smoke, you know, uh, pork or how to smoke brisket or 
like there's absolutely ways that you could um i, I have this feeling that you're a you're a, a grill master guy i can see by the look of your face we've never talked about that though <laughs> absolutely you could add that in there you know and maybe you throw in like some dry rubs right as an upsell and we'll get into that portion of the strategy like that's where you can really start making some money um is extending your funnel and we'll touch on that you know the his and her i, I think there's things you definitely can yeah um you, you can bundle with that now the subscription uh the point you brought up about subscriptions you, you were using uh i think you were using a supplement uh, and yeah, i just threw in their elderberry so well yeah one of one of the offers would be turning it into a one three six offer, um, with a product like supplements. Mm-hmm. There's a much higher likelihood that they're going to purchase again. Yes, yeah. and yeah. you're not referring to that as a subscription. You're a subscription for you in this example is a full fledged sign up. We're automatically charging you and sending you blank each month. Is that what you mean? Correct. Yeah, exactly. So you know you could use trials like you know, a $1 trial, a $7 trial, a $9 trial, a free sample pack, um, a free 30 day supply. You know, who does this really well? That's probably an example that people will be familiar with is Nugenics. If you've ever seen the ads on TV for Nugenics, the one that is fronted by, uh, you know, the old athlete, old athletes, Doug Flutie, Frank Thomas, uh, Bo Jackson, I think is behind that one they give away a free bottle through the ad and then it goes into auto renewal, right? And so those funnels are so massively profitable because as long as you're willing to like eat the cost in the first 30 days before it turns back over. Um, those are the best funnels that we run. Like some of my best um, you know, clients that we run ads for are subscriptions because they get it. They get like, I'm going to make money after month month two and month three. And they know that the life, the life blood or the, the lifetime value of this customer is significantly greater to me than just me putting money in my pocket by selling one bottle of Nugenics, for example. And in that scenario, they know they have a high quality product. Otherwise, if they don't, you know, in 30 yeah. days, nothing, they, they yeah, just take a, sure. they take a bath. Speaking yeah, so of, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Speaking of high value offers, uh, and I guess an example of what you're saying, but on the digital side, uh, Elite Media Buyers Academy, you have uh, $7. (laughs) (laughs) That first month for $7. So the acquisition cost here is free, right? (laughs) Listeners to this get to benefit from that. I don't know how long that's going to be around, but I think Code Wizard, seven bucks, Elite Media Buyers Academy slash wizard. Yeah. Um, I have it on the top of my list of like things to do as soon as I get a breather. Yeah. Um, but that would be an example of what you're talking about. Out of curiosity, you did seven. Why? Because you wanted to eliminate the freebie seekers and you feel like seven bucks would get people to say, uh-uh, that's, you know, if somebody gives pause on seven bucks, they're just not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of free. Um, when you can get someone for, with trials, when you can get someone to take out their credit card, they're a little bit more committed to that process. And so $7 trial is, um, you know, a no brainer, like, you know, so Elite Media Buyers Academy is my um, Elite Media Buyers Mastermind. So like all the stuff that all the strategies we're talking about today, you know, we basically coach, train, help, you know, media buyers, founders, et cetera. So yeah, that's a, that's a great example of a trial offer that goes into an auto renewal at 297 a month. 
Um, and it's just a no brainer. Like our goal is blowing you away with value, not even just in the first 30 days, but like, here's a good example. I had a guy yesterday who was like, who's like, he wanted to cancel. He's like, I just, I can't keep up. And then he messages me back and he's like, the value is too good. I have to stay. And I was like, I mean, I tried to tell you, you know, for example, and um, I think if you just focus on giving people way more value than what you're charging for them, charging to them rather, like they're going to be a lifelong customer. Yeah. I loved, I, I wanted to, I want to tie those two together because you're definitely practicing what you preach there. Yeah, for sure. You know, the high ticket item one you mentioned, you know, over a thousand dollars or under a thousand dollars. You know, I've never, have you ever purchased something online from an ad that was in that price range? Um, directly, no, but like mentorships or coaching programs and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know that I've ever, at least that I can think of of recent where I've actually, yeah, there was, there was probably an online program that I bought maybe a couple years ago. Um, you know, like one that I'm thinking of is Molly Pittman and Ezra Firestone's program train my traffic person. You know, we, we probably use that for our team, like two or three years ago, they sell that straight up at like two grand, but you know, we have familiarity with them. So that plays into the purchase decision for sure. That can be one most recent one free, free publicity for them, by the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, but in terms of a physical product, I can't think of one of recent, um, maybe like a, a set of golf irons or something like that, but I had already sort of shopped around before buying them online. Um, so, but when I talk about high ticket, more like the info space, you know, so if, if you have a coaching program, like you do wizards of Ecom, you know, like you could run, let's say that you had a $20,000 mastermind, you could run ads to an application funnel with a whole sales process, the whole deal, closers, setters, et cetera, applications, qualification, um, and those are going to be wildly profitable um, because it might cost three to $500 for a qualified booked call. You know, you got a 30% closing percentage on those booked calls. You know, the, the return on spend potential in those scenarios can be anywhere from three to 10 X um, on something like that. What, what about, I'm seeing that the don'ts. So bundles is what I'm calling them or just like one, three, six offers instead of just a one, uh, yeah. Trials, uh, turning trials into subscriptions, um, high average order value bundles, um, selling products that are maybe, you know, between a hundred and a thousand. Um, what, and stay away from anything 50 to 75. Yeah. Anything that you're selling for 50 to 75 bucks. And we're talking about Google ads, Facebook ads, or it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you find a really small niche, like, and you're super innovative, like there's exceptions to the rule. Right. But for the majority of us, like having a product and advertising on it and it's less than $50, like literally equals death. Um, like it's just, it's, it's not, there's with the cost of advertising and the competition and things like that nowadays, nine times out of 10, those are going to break even or lose money if you're just trying to sell one-off product. Can you, what, what do you think most people b- besides offering, you know, one, or I, I don't know, if there, is there anything besides the reverse of what we just mentioned to build a, a great acquisition offer that you see most people are not doing and that it could really 
you know, explode their returns? Um, I mean, if you were to really take a super long-term approach and grow an email list and focus on product launches to your email list, like, but that's a, that's again, just a much different game. Like the big boys who've been in, been in it for a while, who know how much value they can drive from an email list that they own. Yes. Like that's where the profitability is going to be significantly higher. So for example, if you focused for six months on creating an email list of 10 to a hundred thousand and you did giveaways and you did, you know, like affiliate deals with, um, other people in your space, you know, and things like that. And you just constantly grew this email list and grew this email list. We call that pressure building. And you're just like value, 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 value for six months. And then all of a sudden you finally go to your ask and you're like, Hey guys, I've got, I'll just use a wild, a wild example. I've got a hundred thousand dollar mastermind, like maybe five people buy from you, but like you might do a half a mil from those five people that buy from you. And if you spent six months just giving them value, 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 content tips, strategies, et cetera, you know, when you go to the ask, like the return is massive. Um, but I'd say there's very few people who do stuff like that. Um, Billy Jean is kind of somebody that comes to mind where, I mean, that dude just promotes like crazy, even Frank Kern, right? Like Frank Kern uses a lot of like high converting, low risk trial offers to build his list, dude just crushes it every time he launches something. And it's because he's playing a different game than the majority, you know, of other founders, marketers, et cetera. I, I take it you're not a fan of the email approach? No, I am significantly. Um, I think it just depends on like, do you need to generate cash flow now or do you, do you have like a bunch of stacks that you're sitting on? Um, you know, it's a very, it's very much a long-term strategy. I'm always an advocate of a long-term strategy. Um, just depends on how deep your bankroll is <laughs> for sure. Do you have any tactics or strategies that you, you'd be able to share now? Maybe like one or two that maybe you've previously or nor, or not are accustomed to even sharing unless somebody's already hired you or like any tactics you're going to share that the average person just don't does not know um man i think uh i usually just kind of give the gold away because um i kind of prescribed and i'm sure i'll come up with something even as i'm chatting about this i um i'm not the biggest gary v fan but there's something that he said probably like five or six years ago that i've hung on to which is that like i'm just going to give you everything, uh, that I do. Um, and I'm going to bet that you can't do it. Like I can do it. And, um, you know, I've always been an advocate of that. And that's why I'm a big believer in, in giving value. Um, I think on the flip side of it, you know, one of the exercises that I do, that is usually only something, um, that I do once, you know, someone starts working with me, um, or working with our agency or is in our mastermind, et cetera, is an exercise that I call the add ROI formula. So I take a very CFO level approach to marketing, which, you know, we're today we're talking about profitability, even though it's looped under this idea of ads and tactics and strategy with ads. But I do this exercise that I call the add ROI formula that I, that I describe as like the bowling lanes, um, which are 
like what are the bumpers in which that that I can afford to play in or that you can afford to play in as a company, you know, running paid traffic and things like that. And then I can turn that into a forecast that is like a three, six or 12 month forecast for projected sales based on funnel performance. And so I think it all kind of comes back to where we're at with how to build acquisition offers is that like, I know how to play a different game because not only like I can forecast the scale, I know how to scale. I know all the profitability and the dynamics between the funnel and the ads and all the things. And most people just struggle with like, how do I just get someone to buy this widget from me? Let alone like, will this ever be profitable for me 12 months down the line? And could I turn this into a $10 million company? So I can, I can bring it all the way back to a single ad and then turn it into a forecast for 10 million or more based on how the funnel actually converts. And that's something that I do with like only my closest, closest clients. Um, and most people like, they just can't really fathom like where they can end up by like, that's why the acquisition offer is so important. Cause if you mess that up, like you're going to cycle through agency, through agency, through internal marketing team. And you're, you're going to blame your ads. You're going to blame your marketing. When in reality, you probably have a business model problem and you're never going to get anywhere. Um, unless you work with someone who understands how to identify that gap so that you can ultimately accelerate. Yeah, shots fired on that one. Yeah. So somebody, <laughs> somebody just pulled over listening to this, <laughs> looking you up on LinkedIn. But yeah. uh, let's do a true or false. Um, okay. a, a great uh, acquisition offer that's ready for paid traffic um, does not need uh, things like upsells, downsells, cross sales, and all that other jazz. True or false? False. false. 100%. Back false. it up. Back it up. So I think, um, you know, there's so much more profitability within the funnel if you play a little bit of a different game. I call it chasing one day ROAS versus thinking of the acquisition phase as a 30 day window. And so like, could you imagine that if you sell a product today, you know, June 16th, for example, and then you, then you market to that customer that you've just acquired a newly acquired customer seven more times within the first 30 days, how much more profitable do you think that your business will be not just in the next 30 days, but then 12 months from now? So when I'm building a true acquisition funnel, I'm introducing two to three upsells within the initial phase of when that person buys. I've got at least one or two downsells, and then I'm hitting them with at least three more cross-sells through email and SMS in the first 30 days, which every one of those six to seven additional upsells essentially are all profit-maximizing opportunities, and that's why... Like I play a different game versus the guy who's just trying to put money in his pocket selling one bottle of elderberry. Can you, can you use whatever product is the most convenient for you or, or sure. example that uh, you're most comfortable with? Like, can you walk through that? Like Absolutely. what are examples of, of, of each of those phases? Yeah. So um, here's a really good one. Um, so let's say that I'm, I sell elderberry and, and let's just, let, we'll focus for a second on the, like, I just sold a customer who bought one bottle from me. 
So they came to they came to my sales page, they converted, they went to checkout, they entered their credit card information, they clicked submit order. They're on the very next step, they're going to get hit with an upsell landing page. On this upsell landing page, the best upsell offer that you can ever give someone is more of the thing that they just bought. And so in this scenario, you're probably going to offer them like buy one, get one at, uh, at 50% off. So now you're going to get them to buy two more bottles. So that could be upsell number one, for example, or you can literally strip out that three and the six offer again and introduce it as the first upsell and say, hey, like I know that you saw it for 10% off before, but now I'm going to give you 15% off to buy three more bottles. So that could be the, the upsell right there. Now, let's say that I have a full line of supplements. So uh, maybe they took the, the, three, uh, the three bottle offer from me at now 15%. They bought it, right? So they just added another 70 bucks to, to the cart. Then I'm going to hit them with my, my turmeric offer. So I'm like, hey, want two bottles of turmeric for 50% off? And then they're like, man, this is a good deal. And so then they buy that too. And then they add another $40 to the cart. So now we went from a $30 purchase. Then we added 70, for example. Now we're at 100. Now they just bought two bottles of turmeric for me. Now, now we've just gotten the customer to spend 40 bucks. Or I'm sorry, 140 bucks. Then the next thing that I'm going to hit them with is like, maybe I sell zinc. I think zinc is pretty popular right now. So then on, on the third upsell, I'm like, hey, what two bottles of zinc also for 50% off? And they're just like, man, like, yeah, either I want it or I don't. Um, and so at this point, my maximum order value could be $180 on the initial sale of just one bottle. So that's just what is technically defined as the acquisition phase. Now they get that thank you email and, and we're like, thank you for buying the products. We appreciate you as a customer. And then seven days later, I'm going to sell them or I'm, I'm going to send them an email with my, uh, uh, what do I have in the house right now? I don't even, I don't even know. Maybe I sell protein powder and I'm like, Hey, protein powders, buy one, get one free today. Um, sale, sale 24 hours only, you know, it expires at midnight. So now I'm going to hit them with my protein offer. And then seven days later, I'm going to hit them with my amino acids. And then seven days later, I'm going to hit them with my, uh, our BCA is the same thing as amino acids. I don't know. Then I'm going to hit them with my uh, ashwanga. What is it? Ashwanga is like really popular right ashwagandha. now. Ashwagandha, right? So now I've got all of these other profit maximizing opportunities that I'm hitting the customer with that I'm just playing a different game then the guy who is forcing his marketing team to get a two to one, a three to one, or a four to one ROI on day one, right? Like the guy who's running that full funnel that I just described might generate three times the amount of revenue as you. And he's probably willing to pay two times the amount to acquire that customer because he knows that he has eight sales opportunities. So he's going to beat you in the speed to growth. And he's probably gonna outbid you on Amazon, on Google and on Facebook and on TikTok because he's willing to pay $100 to acquire that customer and you're only willing to pay 50. And the downsell that would have come in if they didn't want your turmeric, you would yeah. downsell them. Can you, can you plug an example in there? Like what would the yeah. downsell be? 
So instead of like, hey, get two bottles for 50% off, you might be like, there might be like, I don't really need two bottles. And you're like, okay, well, I'll give you one bottle for 50% off. So there's a lot of ways to repackage the offer where you can, instead of like buy two, get 25% off, you know, it's the same as buy one, get 50% off. And people might, people might be like, oh, that sounds like a better offer to me. Um, or buy one, get one free, for example. So, you know, we do a lot of split testing of that positioning of the offer in a variety of ways through ads, through funnels, through landing pages, et cetera. And so you could just repackage the offer through the downsell um, in order to hopefully get them to convert. Do you have any software of choice you use to set all this like uh, magic marketing funnel stuff on the back end? Yeah. Um, You know, if you have a Shopify store, you know, if you're using Shopify as your CRM, um, my favorite is uh, Zipify um, one-click upsell. So that's my go-to. I've tested all the other ones, card hook, recharge, or um, uh, bolt, bolt upsell. I think it's bold upsell rather is what it's called. Um, Not really a fan. Uh, recharges or uh, sorry, one click upsell by Zipify is usually my go-to, you know, if I'm running stuff on, on uh, Shopify. Do you, do you have anywhere, um, you know, besides the elite media buyers Academy where somebody can maybe begin reading or get some extra information on, on creating these offers? I, I'm thinking of a book. I don't know if you're going to agree with this book. <laughs> I recently read it. I listened to it. Then I read it. And now I'm looking for a hard copy, the hundred million offers by Alex, Alex Hormozzi. Hormozzi. Yeah. You, he's, the, he's the man. Oh, so you, you, you agree with him. Oh yeah. He's, he's killing life right now. Um, Alex Hormozzi is, is one of the dudes that you should be listening to for sure. Um, in this space right now. All right. Um, anything else that you think you want to add regarding creating these amazing offers that I uh, haven't thought to ask? Uh, Man, I mean, I think the last thing is like just a little food for thought that if your cost of goods, meaning the physical cost to produce your product is greater than 30%, you're for sure in extreme danger territory. Preferably your margins should be in the 10 to 20%, maybe 30, 25% like physical cost to you before you resell it. That would be the biggest thing that I would um, really have a look at, you know, if you're trying to optimize, you know, for online sales and profitability. Um, And like, I would forbid you to advertise until you fix that part. Um, Or like it's, you're going to end up where we started this chat today. And I mean that like, seriously, that it will ultimately lead to the demise because the margins will just never be there for you to ever be profitable. And you're like spinning your wheels, spinning your wheels. And you're like, I'm never going to make money on this business. I love it. I'm getting sad because we're getting to the end of our, of of our series. We have another one to go talking about how to, how to find money to scale ads, which I'm super stoked about. I already have a bunch of questions for you. Um, Thank you so, so much for your time. And I look forward to having you back on the show soon. Pleasure. It was great to be here with you guys. Check out that uh, trial offer, www.elitemediabuyersacademy.com backslash wizard. And we'll see you next time.